we we have an emergency uh the emergency back-to-back pod i'm uh dave dufour with me black trey and uh and friend of the program john wilms uh we're gonna talk about this jimmy butler trade the the deal as announced uh we've got competing reports from from shams and Woj. um but the particulars seem to be similar uh we've got jimmy butler and justin Patton going to philly for robert covington dario Saric, jared bayless and a 2022 second round draft pick which is is funny to me but um but trey i'm, I'm gonna start with you man uh this isn't how uh, Tom Thibodeau envisioned the the whole Jimmy Butler experience going, um, but given the lack of leverage that they had, I mean, the situation where he's sitting out back to back games, and he, I mean, he just said to to Sam Amick yesterday post game, you know, uh, playing forty one minutes sucks, and you know we got fourteen other guys. He clearly wasn't happy. This is a pretty good deal for for the Wolves. Well, uh, with Butler's comments, also with. Uh... You know, uh, saying Thibodeau definitely did mismanage minutes was something that I didn't expect because I thought they were closer than that. Right. But for him to make a statement like that is kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and then it was always a circus. You know, everybody was kind of playing a waiting game and seeing, you know, with Houston offering four picks and, you know, other teams lobbying and trying to make their case. Uh, Nick DePaula actually mentioned to me, uh, a month ago that that would be the best spot. Philly would be the best spot. And I was trying to think of who could they actually piece together to land him. And uh, this definitely gives Philly um, veteran leadership, but also an immediate guy to support Embiid, especially with them locking them up long term. Um, I really like this move for both teams because you get those expiring deals. And then also... Um, you know, it's it's kind of like a culture reset for many. You know, Absolutely. gets to become whoever he needs to be. I like the idea of maybe bringing Sarge off the bench behind um, Taj Gibson, and then also Rocco. You know, uh, expanding his role. Yeah, uh, Wilms. This actually, I mean, this this keeps uh, Minnesota competitive, which was one of my concerns. You know, when, when you're dealing with a a position with no leverage. And you've got these young guys and I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They, they clearly didn't want to take a huge step back. Um, but they, I mean, they traded Jimmy Butler for two starters. I mean, it, now whether or not both of those guys start in, in Minnesota, like Trey said, you know, they may, they may split it up to add some depth, but I mean, this is, this is a win. I, I, I mean, people are arguing with me uh, about this trade and what it means, but you have to look at, at the situation for what it is, not the one that you want it to be. Um, so Minnesota going forward, I mean, is this going to be a playoff team? Probably not this year. I mean, it's not like it's it's so late in this season where they're like in a hole that they can't possibly dig out of, but they are like four games under 500 or something. Um, and the that West is going to be tough enough where, you know, it's going to be uphill sledding. But um, I mean, they could win 46 games and miss the playoffs probably, right? Um, and it's going to be hard for them to win that many at this point. But um, it's obviously a good trade. I think we are at the point where like the pers- the mangled personality issues were so bad and you look at Butler with who's going to be a free agent after the season and and you just see such a terrible leverage situation for the Wolves so for them to it was at the point where it was like you just need to get him out of here at any cost was kind of an emerging theme and then to actually get good quality players out of it is um, a huge win obviously Um, so 
I don't know if they'll how quickly they'll be able to figure out the new chemistry with the new guys, right? Um, yeah, but it's obviously going to be really good for Towns and Wiggins. They're going to be happier and more productive. It was at the point where like you couldn't really talk about the Wolves from like an X's and O perspective because people just clearly hated each other. Right. I mean, Jimmy Butler not passing the ball to Carl Anthony Towns in the post. I mean, it's one of the most frustrating things I've ever watched, uh, especially since some of their best offense comes out of Carl Anthony Towns, you know, posting up, which is weird, but he's a good passer from the post. So they get a lot out of that. Um, you know, I, I talked about Sarge being a playmaker and, and not getting a chance to do a lot of that in Philly because of Simmons. I think we'll see more of that in, in Minnesota. Um, but on the Philly side, Trey, this is, it's going to be a trickier fit than it looks like. I mean, obviously you add a top 15 player, your team got better, but you know, you've got some competing styles there. Uh, Butler likes to get the ball in the post sometimes and bead needs to live in the post. They're going to have shooting issues. You know, space is a, is going to be a problem. I'm assuming that they're going to take faults out of the starting lineup, uh, almost immediately just cause they, they need to have the shooting in there with JJ Redick. And, uh, you know, then you've got, can, can Jimmy Butler turn himself you know, at least half the time into a catch and shoot guy or a cutter. He's good at those, but like, how do you see this fit working out? I mean, are they going to have a shaky start? Do you think Butler goes there immediately takes that alpha status and, and everybody else falls in line? Well, in general, I don't think he takes, I think he's going to kind of do how any other guy adjusts unless pretty much if, if he landed on a really, really bad team, say Jimmy went to Orlando it would be like, this is my team immediately versus in this scenario, I think he's going to play his part until he finally warms up. Now the expectations, if this was NBA 2K, yeah, I would probably say, Hey, this team's going to hit the ground running, but chemistry is huge in NBA. And with this scenario, I think Jimmy is going to sell a whole new personality, a new characteristic and really buy in. I think now it's going to be with Simmons falling to guy number three, um, them coexisting. And I would love to see uh, the guy Lambert. Who? Is it Lambert? Lambert? Lambre? Off the bench right now? What's his oh, name? Sh- Shamit? No. Shamit? Landry Shamit? Sham- I'm Landry sorry, Shamit. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking about Waz. <laughs> Sham it. I think it was the D-Waz <laughs> pitcher. The D-Waz pitcher threw me off this morning. That's it. Um, okay, sorry. Sham it or Reddit getting those minutes at the two and then kind of slowly grooming uh, folks with the second unit. Um, I see. Because now, now they have that, that, that third option, sliding Simmons to the third option, that they drastically wanted to create for folks. I'm going to push but, back on the Sham it thing just a little bit. Uh, okay. I, I think I think that by the time the playoffs roll around, if if Shamit has that big of a role, then then they've messed up because this 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 is a move to try to win as soon as possible, right? Like I mean, this is star hunting, like like Brett Brown Brown talked about. Like they they want to actually they saw where they were in the pecking order in the East, and they're behind you know Toronto, they're behind Milwaukee, they're behind uh, Boston, um, they're they're neck and neck with the Pacers as far as I'm concerned. And this was that uh, that move to kind of push them up into that that top bracket, I I think. And so I think there's going to be another move coming. Maybe it might not be tomorrow, um, but I think that after December 15th, I think we're going to see them go out and try to get some shooting. And I, I'm, I like Shamit a lot, 
But I think uh, when you've got a team that you're trying to win with to have a rookie in, in the sort of important off the bench shooter role, I think that would be, that would be trouble. Um, how's Wilson Chandler doing? Is, is he going to be healthy? Uh, he John? was not healthy, but I think that uh, his role will elevate once he's at full strength. Right. John, uh, do you envision like, is Chandler going to wind up sliding into the starting lineup potentially? I have no idea. I mean, what's his timeline? Did they even have one for him? Oh, he's back. He's back. Now. He's back. Yeah. But okay. it, they're, they're working through like his minute stuff. Um, but he hasn't made any impact as far as I'm concerned, you know, like when I'm watching the games, it's not like, Oh yeah, Wilson Chandler's out there doing stuff. And so, no. you know, this is another tricky thing that they're going to have to work out. Yeah. I mean, he never, even when they signed him, never, he's not like what they needed really. Um, so he's a weird aspect. Uh, I am just a little concerned that Ben Simmons is not going to have the ball enough, which is like, if you don't shoot, which he doesn't, uh, what are you really doing in the offense? He's, if, he's if basically, we're going to see uh imitation of Rondo Lonzo LeBron scenario where those primary ball handlers are stuck in the corner and either Simmons learns how to play off the ball or he'll just be a liability on offense. I think he's going to have to shoot. I mean, like th- they're going to have to go to him and Good say, luck. listen, if you are open, you have to shoot. And, and you know, you, you don't want to take a guy like that and say, well, we're not going to play you. But the truth is, like, if he's not going to shoot when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he he will be unplayable for them on the offensive end. He, he would kill their offense. They'll have no spacing whatsoever. I mean, as it is, when he's out there, you've got teams turning their back on him when he's outside the three-point line. Like, they are just – they know he won't even take it when it's open. So, like, that's a concern for me. Uh, and, John, you pointed out on Twitter um, – Will Jimmy Butler take shots that he doesn't create for himself? Because that, to me, is even more important than whether Simmons will will actually shoot open threes. It's will Jimmy Butler play off the ball enough to allow Simmons to do some of the stuff that makes him so special? Yeah, I mean, to me, I can't say enough about how creative and visionary I think Ben Simmons is as a player and as a creator. So to me, it behooves Jimmy Butler to not have the ball as much because he can do a lot off the ball and Simmons can do a lot for him off the ball. And if he's sort of, you know, cool with that and he doesn't need to like very demonstrably, you know, beat two defenders for a a fall away or whatever, every time he scores, then he's going to be like, he's going to have a lot to eat on this team. Uh, and so the more they have the ball in Simmons hands, the more I'll be confident about this transition. The less they have the ball in Simmons hands, the more I'm going to start worrying that he's going to force his way out. Trey, whoa. I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a list of shooters who are out there that are available. Kyle Corver. Um, Kyle Corver's the one that, that keeps popping up. Um, I wonder, I wonder if Trevor Ariza might be a buyout candidate. Uh, I floated this December the other day, 15th. right? Uh, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I couldn't imagine trading for him, uh, no. that they would, that they would give up an asset for him, but he's on a one year deal. Um, I, I floated this as a Lakers possibility, but man, he would be nice in Philly. I mean, real nice. Like I, a, I a guy like that. I just don't see that happening. To be honest, I see, you mean a reason going to Philly. Actually, I said, I had a reason going to LA. Right. Or, and and uh, I did too, but I, I wonder if Philly isn't a better, I mean, listen, like a reason's not getting any younger. He's 35. Is that right? No, hell no. Sorry. Trevor Reason? 
No, Trevor Reese is 30, 32, about to be 33. No, he no. just made 33, actually. He's 33. Not saying okay. that that's like a two-year situation, but he yeah, hasn't he's been, in, he's right. been in the league yeah. longer than LeBron. That's why I was thinking he was 35, yeah. Yeah, but he's... But he's uh, been there a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so he's 33, but he's not getting any younger. Uh, he's going to want a longer deal. I, I think that, you know, the, the Lakers still aren't guaranteed to make the playoffs. Philly is at least guaranteed to make the playoffs. You know, you, you're likely to at least get to you the think second the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs? I'm saying it's not guaranteed. They've, they've still got issues. I think, I think their ticket is punched. Well, uh, I, I say it got better because of this Jimmy Butler trade. That's let's, I want to wait and see if they can beat the Kings first. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got Lonzo's ducking De'Aaron Fox again, but uh, is yeah, he not playing tonight? I, no, he tweaked his ankle. I, I you know, okay. it's just a funny joke. Uh, I, I love that everybody's ducking Fox. Um, but yeah, I, I just think going forward that that Philly, the the one issue that they're going to have is not going to be. I mean, Jimmy Butler can get himself a bucket. It's going to be having shooters around Simmons and Butler and Embiid. And JJ Redick is great, but JJ Redick can't play 48 minutes. Uh, Landry Shamit is, is going to be good, I think. Um, but again, it's a rookie and, and I just don't trust rookies. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's going to be tricky. Uh, by the way, I should note that uh, apparently Philly and Butler have, have already talked about the five-year max uh, doing uh, the five-year max contract during the summer. Yeah. And, um, you know, that brings up another question. I mean, a, like this is, this is great for Jimmy Butler. Um, but Jimmy Butler's not getting any younger and I don't know how Jimmy Butler's going to age. He's got those Tom Thibodeau miles on him. I mean, which he complained about, like we just talked about. So, um, you know, Trey, like, do you want to pay this guy 43 million or whatever it's going to be? Absolutely. So you're, you're saying it's worth the tax on the back end. Yes. I'm absolutely. I'm pulling this trigger every single time. The and, process, uh, listen, listen, the process to get to now, absolutely. Well, absolutely. the whole point, the whole point of the process was to be able to move these assets for a guy like Jimmy Butler. I mean, this, this was the entire process, right? Like you could almost call Jimmy Butler the result. <laughs> the ding, you get a ding for that. <laughs> Actually, I stole that from the discord. Shout out to the discord guys. Does, uh... um, does Philly? I'm curious about this one thing. Like going forward this season, does Philly have three All Stars this season? They probably should, they should in the in the East. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, in the East, absolutely. If even they, if, if they can get f- the ball rolling, even if they're four or five seed. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not if they're four or five seed. If they're top, if they're top two, absolutely. If they can crack I, top two by February, yes. I I think I mean Embiid and and Simmons are locks. I think Butler is going to be in. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I think even if they're a four or five seed, I think they're fine, uh, with, with getting three all-stars. I mean, the bucks are only going to have Giannis, maybe Middleton, but you know, Middleton being criminally underrated, um, it's it's Boston's going to, he's uh, not insane or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Tor- Toronto's <laughs> going to have at least two. Lowry, Lowry, Lowry and Leonard. Yeah. And then, you know, Kemba's going to make it. Yes. Get Kimba, first of all, I know we talking about this trade, but get Kimba yeah. a second or third option. By the way, Kimba, Kimba in Philly would be incredible. 
Eh. Oh man, he'd be he'd be fantastic. Not only I would don't he... want Kim, I don't want I want Kimba in LA. Ball handlers, dude. I want I want Kimba. No with way. The Clippers with the Clippers. L- listen, that'd be a lot, the, the most valuable skill in the NBA is shot creation. And you know it's hard to have too many guys. Not to mention Kimba off the ball is amazing. Um, you know, but Kimba Kimba would be good just about anywhere. He'd be great on the Lakers. He'd be great in Philly. He'd be great in Detroit. He'd be exactly what they need. But I don't think I don't think Kemba's getting moved. But uh, anyway, but so back to this trade. So where where do you guys project Philly going forward? I mean, they they clearly have now moved into the conversation. Uh, you know, into that. Now it's the top four, not just the top three. Uh, there's a there's a little maybe an argument to be made that today they could be better than Boston with all Boston struggles, kind of integrating Gordon Hayward and and you know kind of figuring out a pecking order. Uh, Trey, I'll start with you, man. Like you know, are, are they actually now you know gonna gonna have a real shot at the finals? Uh, it all depends on health. At this point, health is the number one factor. Um, everything else falls in line. Milwaukee's very good. Toronto's very good. But we've both seen how those teams uh, have been in the past. So I don't get too excited. But also, a specific number 23 is not on that conference side anymore. So I think it's wide open. Um, I'm, I'm still rooting for Boston in this scenario um, because they have the most experience. When it when it boils down to it, when it comes to those scenarios of matching up and when it counts. Yeah, uh, John, I, I've been pretty low on on the Sixers. Um, this this has definitely changed my opinion. Where, where do you see them? I honestly just watching them win last night. I was like, oh, I think like the Sixers are starting to figure something out and like go on a, a little bit of a roll here, just because of how well Embiid is playing, and you know, Fultz is both getting slightly better and the team is probably going to start shrinking his minutes. So I was like, all right, they're going to get better and better. But now this, it's like a whole, I don't know. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of questions. If, if it works out chemistry wise, then I think that they, they're definitely up there with the the Raptors and the Celtics and the Bucks. for, I mean, their defense, like is gonna be, their defense is going to be great. It, it's it, the only questions I have are on the offensive end. Yeah, I just I just hope that you know they work together. If they work together and they all understand each other's strengths and and all that, you know, the talent is there to yeah. to to beat any of these guys really. But um I mean, I think it's clear at this point that Jimmy Butler doesn't always play well with others. So um yeah, that's you know, that's, the biggest variable here basically. Right, that's a good point. Uh Trey, you know, you have any concerns about the locker room fit? I mean, no. you know, are the is no. he going to go in there and and you know is faults basically going to have to Absolutely go into a cocoon? Not. This this is the thing that the media has spun so so well that regardless of what has kind of leaked out and all the stuff that we were finally having fun with on NBA Twitter, it's really not that bad. And I think Jimmy Butler's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to get the rest that he needs. We don't expect him to play games. He's still going to do the night in night off thing, and. They'll find a way to make this work. Embiid, I think, will complement, and as well as you know Simmons. I mean, I think there'll be a new spark under these young guys, and they'll be a little more. They'll have a little more fire under them. I think uh, if Philly and Milwaukee matches up, or Philly and Toronto matches up, it's going to be very fun basketball. The East is meaningful again. Uh, you know, you brought up Embiid and 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 whatnot, but 
how about the pecking order within this team? I think I think Embiid probably should be like the the lead guy, right? Like you you want your as many possessions as possible going through Embiid. Um, Wilms, do you see that being an issue with Jimmy Butler, or do you think Jimmy Butler is going to respect Embiid a little bit more than Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, Embiid does play defense. I mean, he will respect him more. I think that there's a way closer, like, you know, mindset compatibility there for sure. Um, Jimmy and, and Joel are both guys who are pretty alpha and like to be that way and like to be a little bit silly about it too. Um, so I think that there's a good chance that they can like each other if, as long as they're not, you know, vying for who needs to be the number one guy all the time. And you can also forecast pretty easily that, you know, Embiid's not going to be able to do this all year, right? Like scored 42 points last night. You can't be expecting that kind of stuff all the time. So, uh, you know, in the ideal sort of scenario, they get to sort of take turns and give each other a little bit of slack here and there. So that's what I'm hoping happens. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a, it's a star driven league. You now have three. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's again, that's the entire point of the process, the entire point, get assets like Sarge, like Covington, and to be able to flip them for a guy like Jimmy Butler. Um, you guys, uh, you got any final thoughts as we wrap this up? I'm just curious about is he's he's not going to play tonight, is he? No, I think the trade call is going to go down Monday, so he may. I think uh, they'll be in Miami Monday, so I'm assuming that'll be the first game he plays. Yeah, which uh, means well, he'll probably be booed, gentlemen. Right? Before because we, they did. Before we wrap, I, I do have uh, one person to add here to see if we can get some takes for them. Uh, I hope uh, it's Zach Harper. I, be, I believe it is Zach Harper. Once he Dude. picks it up, I believe Zach Harper. The here. one. The one guy I definitely wanted to hear from, uh, you. Zach, what's up, man? I oh, need a, man. I need a full takedown from the, okay. from the Minnesota side of things. Apparently, uh, Glenn Taylor went owner to owner to get this deal done. That was a, that was another Woj bomb that just came out. Um, uh, yeah, are you that, shocked? I mean, it's a good uh, deal. I, I don't know that I fully believe that he, that it's got done because of owner to owner. Okay. Uh, this was a decision that Tom Thibodeau made after the Sacramento game that, uh, that Butler was done. And so, um, which I believe has been reported and I can, I can confirm that. So that at that point it was like, all right, we're, we're done with this whole thing. We're going to, we're going to find a trade partner, um, for, for Jimmy and Philly had been interested. And, and so they reengaged those, those talks and, and got more serious about it. As soon as they were willing to throw in Covington and Sarge, it was a done deal. Uh, but I think it's a good deal for both sides. Like the wolves, that's the best haul you're going to get. Um, in terms of, in terms of value, like the four picks from Houston would have been nice, but really only one of those is going to be hyper valuable, right? Like the, the last one is when the Rockets could really be, you know, kind of a bad team at that point. The other ones can be good, but the odds of you getting a player as good as Rocco or as good as Sarich are very low. So I think in terms of value, those guys are both pretty young still. They have, uh, they'll have flexible contracts. Like, I think it's just a, um, I think it's a better value in that way, even though it costs more. Uh, and then for, for Philly, like, you know, Toronto's a lot better than you. Boston's a lot better than you. Milwaukee might be a lot better than you, right? Like you're right. Like you have time, but you have, you know, you have a little bit of a, of an impetus here to like really throw things into an accelerated gear. And so, um, I don't know that I love the fit. I think that they have more work to do this coming summer. Maybe they get lucky in the buyout, uh, the buyout season, with someone like Corver or Reza or whatever, although I would expect Corver is going to get traded rather than just bought out. Right. Um, 
but no, Rezon, a $15 million contract though. That's going to be a buyout. We, we actually talked about those two guys in particular. That's funny. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm actually not convinced that Ariza gets bought out. I think he might spend the whole season in Phoenix. Um, based on a couple of things I've heard. So I'm not convinced that that's an option, but you know, you, we saw them get good value with Bellinelli and with Billy Sova last year. So they can still add guys in theory in season. But um, I'm also not going to like, I think he's going to love indeed. I'm not sure Butler's going to love Simmons. I don't think he's going to love Fultz. Like I, I think the personality pairing is going to be fascinating, but Brett Brown is a lot better equipped to handle that than Tom Thibodeau was. Right. And he's also not going to crush Jimmy Butler's knees into dust. It seems unlikely. It's, yeah. It seems unlikely, uh, especially after the comments that Sam Amick uh, had had posted from Jimmy about, hey, there's 14 other guys. Well, you know, th- that was actually one of the wildest parts of this whole thing is that, you know, all along, it always seemed like Jimmy and, and uh, Tibbs were, were on the same page, at least, you know, like th- they, they, they were no... still until Jimmy didn't get what he wanted. Right. Jimmy didn't get that trade. Then it was like, no, these, these things are problems. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I didn't see the game last night, but, uh, you know, they, they lost five straight. And, and like you were saying, it just seemed like it was, it was it. They weren't going to win with Jimmy Butler there. They may not win with him gone. Um, oh, they won't, but, they won't win with him gone. Right, they won't. But, I mean, that, that's, that's not a, like, they will be about a 30 win team in terms of quality. Um, but have, I, I think they do have their draft pick. Yeah. They don't, I don't believe they owe any draft picks. So, um, so yeah, that could, that could end up being nice. It'll be interesting to see, like my push is I want to see Chauncey Billups in that role for running the team moving <laughs> forward. Cause Thibodeau will be fired or, or he'll part ways or what they'll figure something out they'll at the end, out. by the end of the season, yeah. if not sooner. Um, does Chauncey have I, a good relationship with them? Great relationship with them. He, that Minnesota is where his career was revived. Now he had a better relationship with, with flip than anybody, um, in that organization, but no, like Chauncey, in the organization, like they, they think fondly of each other. Well, and the flip connection matters to Glenn Taylor, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, absolutely matters there. And, um, and Ryan Saunders is, I would assume is going to be retained unless some other team tries to go get him. Uh, and maybe he'll even eventually be the coach there. But so there's like, there's connection there. Like there, there's a lot there. It's just whether or not Chauncey wants a job. Wow. Well, uh, I, th- I think that's a that's a pretty good spot to wrap, Rob. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, unless anybody has any final thoughts. Yeah, about this Trey, trip. what's up, man? You got you got any final thoughts on this, man? Rockets, go get Porter Jr. What? He wants Rockets, to get Otto get, Porter. I say, I say, oh, Rockets, Otto Porter. Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah, not okay. not Michael Porter. I was like Michael Porter. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I didn't. He I just, didn't know Otto was yet. a junior. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's kind of surprising that the Rockets, you know weren't the team to get in on this, but I guess them not giving up those veterans really was the backbreaker for that deal. Well, try, you know, th- this is the trick, right? It's like trying to stay competitive in, in Minnesota. It, it's, you know, that's a real thing. Like they made the playoffs last year. I don't, I don't think they wanted to just completely gut the team and, and be in the tank, which they still, like Zach said, they, they may wind up being, um, John, uh, you, you got any, uh, Anything we ought to watch for any, any parting shot on this? Just want to see Ben Simmons with the ball in his hands. <laughs> That's it. Number one. I, it's the I, most, it's the most pleasing to watch the most, you know, like inventive for, basketball around. So if he doesn't have the ball in his hands a lot, it's just like, we're all losing in my mind. Right. Trey, uh, gun to your head. Do they move faults? No. All right. 
Well, for uh, Black Trey, for Zach Harper, and for John Wilms, and the producer extraordinaire, Rob Lopez, I'm Dave DeFore. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk more about this deal Tuesday on the Basketball Buds. And make sure you check out all the other stuff we dropped last week. Thank you.